Hey girl, hey, and welcome to Traveling on a Dream, the podcast. I'm Shelby Valentine, your bestie, your host, and your life teacher. And I'm so excited for my wife and I to be taking you on our epic adventure through life and our transformative journey of over a year living full-time on the road in our RV and revealing the endless possibilities and the thrills of what it's been like living in perfect alignment. I am beyond grateful that you've decided to join me on this incredible adventure. And if you're ready to really unlock the true essence of life, if you're ready to embrace your wildest dreams and flow with the rhythm of the universe and with the flow of life, you're in the right place. Also, if you're just looking for RV lifestyle tips, tricks, lessons, and mistakes, you've also come to the right place. So let's dive right in and begin. Hey girl, hey, we are back with another episode of Traveling on a Dream, the podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. I felt so inspired from a Facebook post that I posted a year ago or reshared a year ago and it was really talking about emotions and um you know me being a Pisces I am water signs in general just are very emotional anyways and you know I think that being called emotional is so frustrating for me because growing up I wasn't able to be emotional and so it was like deemed bad it was like no you're you can't have these big emotions you are being dramatic you're a drama queen etc etc and it was like I I didn't think I was able to feel those big emotions I grew up thinking they were bad um and there's reasons behind that, and I will kind of get into that, but as a Pisces, as a water sign, somebody who feels so deeply with her emotions, you know, I just felt this was something that could benefit a lot of people. So I just kind of wanted to talk about it, and you know, this is number one for ourselves, you know, when we can talk about emotions and what we're feeling, it helps us to navigate life more clearly. It, it truly does. But not only that, it helps our kids. Because when our kids are feeling their big emotions, because for whatever reason, I, I think that we feel like kids can't feel betrayal and they can't feel sadness and hurt and anger unless something huge happens to them. Like, you know, say like a death in the family or something like that. But outside of that, it's like you can't, we think kids don't feel that, but they, they feel that they do. And I remember being younger and being a kid feeling that. So let me ask you this. How did your parents handle your big emotions like growing up were you allowed to have big emotions growing up I personally wasn't (laughs) um you know it's not because my parents were these horrible people my my parents were great um you know I for the most part I do feel like I had a 
decent childhood. I was never that child who needed for anything. I never wanted for anything. There wasn't times where we wondered how food was going, that food was going to get on the table. That wasn't my childhood. Um, you know, my mom was very sick. So there, I do have a lot of trauma in my childhood, but not from, you know, I, I think what makes people have their typical trauma, um, like poverty and, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't, that, that wasn't my family, but we did have trauma, my brother and I. It was, you know, more surrounded around the fact that, like, our mom was very sick, and um, she was sick since I can absolutely remember, and my dad is such a great person. He tries to, you know, talk about, tell my brother and I, like, about times before our mom was sick and what she would do with us and how great of a mom she was, but, you know, we don't remember that. So what we remember is her being sick a lot. So she was the only one who was allowed to have big emotions. My mom, she could cuss anybody out. She could yell. She could scream. She could be disrespectful, rude, mean. She was a witch when she had her big emotions. When she didn't, she it was great. But she was a witch when she had her big emotions. And so she was the only one who was allowed to have a reason to my brother and I, we couldn't feel big emotions because we weren't sick. You know, we were healthy. We were in school. We were learning. We were, we were in sports. And so we couldn't have these big emotions. Like I remember, you know, playing sports. And even when I got hurt, I would still always, it almost brings me to tears, but I would still always push through because as many times as I saw other people doing it, you know, and like in soccer, we would have to take a knee. I I wasn't able to do that. I, I wasn't able to physically let myself hurt, even when I felt it, you know? I, I always pushed through because I wasn't able to have those big emotions and like really breaking down the trauma of that is it it can be it can feel so big like i i feel um you know a uh, a uh, sadness for my inner child and i just i need to go hug her and give her a kiss because you know she she was allowed to be hurt in a game you know she was allowed to feel that um and so i do want to say i'm not mad at my parents and I don't hold the, I don't need that to forgive them anymore at this time. You know, it's for other things. Sure. But like for that, I, I don't, I actually, this was something that I came across very early on my spiritual journey from some questions that Tony Robbins asked about, um, your parents who you needed to be for them. And so this was something that I really went through very early on in my spiritual journey. And I realized, number one, my inner child needs the most healing. Like, she needs so much love. Um, and it shows up in my adult life. You know, like, I spent so much of my adult life just needing reassurance and validation and being extremely codependent because of this. And... You know, I would go too extreme with my emotions because I never was able to have emotions growing up. So then as an adult, when I am an adult, my feelings, my big feelings felt too big. So like, you know, when my dad and I 
Um, you know, I can specifically remember a time when um, I was a teenager and my dad and I, we were in a complete disagreement. I don't even remember what it was, but I remember exactly where we were. And I remember I like pushed past him, like physically like pushed past him or, you know, another time where I like broke a bunch of picture frames in my house, like destructive because I had these big emotions and I was never taught how to deal with them. So then like, you know, now as an adult, I feel so much guilt. Um, I'm so sorry. But I feel so much guilt thinking back on some of the ways that I reacted from, <clears throat> excuse me, having those big emotions. And there's shame. And shame sucks. So I realized, you know, my inner child needs all this healing. And, um, you know, I needed a lot of reassurance and validation. And I was very codependent as an adult because of this. And I cared, you know, what people thought. And, you know, still partially struggle. Um, but cared in an unhealthy way because we are programmed to care and want people to like us. That's just the way we're programmed because, you know, way back when in the caveman days, you know, we, we had to stay in a group. Everybody had a job. Everybody was good at something. You had to stay with the hunters and gatherers because I'm not hunting and gathering. I'm not skinning anything. I'm not, you know... I'd probably be taking care of the kids, truly. That's the nurture in me. Um, and so you need to be liked and validated and you need to be in a community. So, of course, we still kind of have that subconsciously in our mind now um, to want to be liked and um, validated and reassured and in accepted, you know. Um, but... In order to, you know, be able to move past this or at least have it in a way where it's a lot more healthy and it's not toxic for you and your life, you know, just like imagine you have nine different colored pencils and let's say you just scribble all over a paper with them, right? You're making this mess. It's it's a beautiful mess, but you're making this mess all on this paper and you can't tell where anything's going. It's just everything's everywhere. Now, imagine naming each color. So you have these nine colors, right? You can name them. Um, you know, let's say red is angry. Let's say blue is um peace. Pink is love, you know, whatever, but isolate them. Now that they're isolated, you can, and you name them, you can organize them, right? You can observe them, you can question them. And it just makes it so much easier. It's like untying the knots of your emotions. And it's such a good example of where my feelings will feel when I'm suppressing, when I'm not talking, when I'm not opening up, when I'm you know, labeling myself as too emotional and, and, you know, stuck in my inner child feeling like I have to close up like a shell. That's, it feels like that mess. So when I start labeling my feelings, um, am I then, you know, able to understand them more and be able to break them down more and then, 
you know, am I untying those knots? And I'm able to start picking apart where the red is and where it's going and where it's coming from, right? And the blue and, you know, whatever feelings that are happening or whatever colors I'm feeling. So, you know, I consider myself to be somebody who is a a pretty good explainer, which is you know, one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast. Sometimes I scramble, right? But I do feel like I'm a great explainer. And especially when it's something I'm passionate about. And of course, I'm passionate about my feelings, right? So how do we start explaining for somebody who isn't, doesn't consider themselves to be, you know, a great explainer, somebody who can break things down? You just start, (laughs) You just start somewhere. That's how you're finally able to kind of start being able to untie those knots. That's how you start to get clear, you know, on what it is that you want. You talk. And if you grew up in a household where you couldn't talk or, you know, you couldn't talk about big feelings or, you know, you couldn't have had huge, quote unquote, struggles because you're a kid, you don't have bills, you're not responsible for things, blah, 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 right? But you just have to start talking. You just have to open up. You just have to start somewhere. And unfortunately, here's the fucking truth. You can't move on with your life if you don't go through the feelings, if you don't start trying to untie those knots. You're going to just keep circling and circling and circling, and you're not going to go through what you need to go through. So you kind of want to ask yourself, do I feel safe, right? Do I feel safe talking about this? Do I feel safe expressing my feelings? Do I feel safe? Do I feel, you know, really good about talking about this? So you're not going to be able to express your feelings to people, um, especially people who gave you those feelings. So like, you know, obviously everything is personal, right? Anything somebody says about you or to you, it's it's personal. It's something they are struggling with, right? It's not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. However, 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 that doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt if somebody says something malicious towards you. And if somebody says something malicious towards you, you can't always talk to them. So what do you do in that situation, right? You have to, number one, understand if your feelings are safe with the person you, you know, are having these feelings with. And if they're not, you know, you have to do a workaround, right? Because forgiveness is a personal thing. It's not meant for anybody else. It's meant for yourself. So if you express your feelings to somebody who is not in a receptive and open heart, and receptive to what's going on with you or even cares about you, it will feel shameful because they will make you feel shameful about how you feel. So don't. And I personally, when I feel really big feelings and I don't know, you know, I I need to talk. I need to talk. But I just don't know who I can talk to. I talk to myself. I literally open my phone up on my phone and hit record and I record. And I, I go back and delete them after so many times. Half the time, I don't even go back and watch them. But I just have to let it out. 
I have to let it out and I have to start naming my emotions. What do I feel? Sure, you feel sad, but sadness is always deeper. Are you feeling grief? Are you feeling betrayal? Are you feeling vulnerable but in a bad way are you feeling shameful is it are you heartbroken are you disappointed are you frustrated are you helpless are you angry what are you you know and happiness happiness is always deeper than i just feel happy you could feel positive you could be excited there's contentment gratitude love you know the feeling that you're on top of the world's fulfillment freedom satisfaction like Go deeper with naming your emotions and what and what's going on when you're angry. Sure, you're angry, but are you annoyed? Are you raging? Like, is it an injustice? What is it? Because here's the thing. It is okay for us to feel all of these things and any of these things and any other emotions there are out there. You know? And I think that you know we're we're taught not to, that it's not okay to feel anger and it's not okay to feel grief 5 years after something happened or betrayal 10 years after something happened but it, it's it's okay to feel all of these things you know um but it, it's about helping yourself so you can help your kids to release them in healthy ways you know, and, you know, my wife and I being in such small quarters all the time because we live in our RV and also being around each other so much, it's like doing, expressing emotions in a healthy way is the only way for relationships to truly work and not be toxic, right? So scream if you need to scream, not at somebody, right? You're not screaming, you know, you bitch at somebody no but if you're in the kind in your own home and you're like stressing about something else and you need to just scream even if it's screaming fuck you scream as long as you're not directing it at somebody to their face you know meditate cry take a shower sleep take deep breaths beat your fucking pillow up Take a walk in nature, pray, cry and pray, journal, do something physical, go to a kickboxing class, do yoga, have, do something creative, color, paint, draw, music, listen to music, blast the music and scream to the top of your lungs. That is one of the best releasing things ever. Go outside and jump up and down and shake, shake your whole body, right? But doing something that's mindful that's productive to our mindfulness and productive to our our mind and our soul and our body and productive to us releasing because you know like think about when we hold on to these negative emotions like just imagine yourself with a backpack you start out life and it's completely empty and on your walk of life right on our journey Picture adding a stone to it every time you feel a big emotion that hurts. And that backpack will just, it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier until, you know, one day you just can't go on anymore. It's so heavy, it's weighing down on you. It's a burden. It's heavy and everyone's ahead of you and you're stuck way back here because you have this fucking massive backpack for 
what? When all you have to do is put it down. Take some of it out. Take a little bit out at a time, right? You don't even have to take it all out at once. Just one at a time. And that's what's going to, you know, lead you down a road when you keep that backpack it's going to lead you down this road of stress and anxiety and depression and you're going to have physical health issues like blood pressure cardiovascular issues insomnia cancer even nerve issues you will you can manifest any physical disease from holding on to things that do not serve you and that do not make you happy It's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect how you show up in the world. It's going to affect, you know, your emotional level, your happiness level. It's it's going to, you're going to distance yourself because you're miserable. But you're also naturally going to distance yourself because you're carrying all these heavy rocks on your back and you can't physically keep up. It's going to cause conflicts. Because you're mad that nobody else will get back here on your level and stay back here when they are a mile ahead of you, two miles ahead of you. (laughs) You're going to cause avoidable issues in your life. And our emotions, right, they're, they're meant to lead us towards healing. It's, it's, our emotions are meant to be like a roadmap, like a GPS for, life and what lessons we need to learn and what healing we need to have, right? Crying is a releasing thing for me. And so, you know, like I was crying earlier on this podcast episode, which, you know, I, I probably honestly, when I first started thinking about podcasting, like I would have said, no, I would never cry on a podcast. But it's like, that even just having that realization and crying through that moment, I feel rejuvenated right now. And, you know, speaking on this and doing this episode and talking about it and bringing it into my real life, it's healing. And it's healing to my inner child and it's healing for my children because I can show up for them in ways that I didn't get, you know, that little shall be needed. And so, you know, little Samara and little Cameron can feel their emotions and learn how to work through them. And so they can even help their friends. And then their friends can tell their moms. And their moms can tell their friends. And this is how we heal the planet. (laughs) This is how. So, anyways, I just wanted to hop on and talk about you know, naming our emotions, feeling them, letting them go, releasing them so we can navigate life more clearly. And I truly hope that this episode benefited you. And um, I love you so much. Let's keep healing our emotions. Hey there. Thank you so much. So much for tuning in today. I truly hope that this episode has left you feeling inspired and motivated to live a life that's in alignment with your passions and your dreams. However, if you are facing some challenges or difficulties in figuring out what you want, don't stress. I have got the perfect thing for you. 
Check out my book exclusively on Amazon called What the F Do I Want by Shelby Valentine. It's a 13-day journal that I created and designed to help you gain clarity on what your desires are effortlessly so that you can flow towards a life that is ultimately your dream. You'll find the link for that book in the show notes below. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and found it valuable, I would be incredibly grateful if you could take a moment to leave a review or share it with your friends. By you doing that, not only does it help me, but it helps other people so we can spread the message and reach even more people who might benefit from it. And if you want to connect with me or tag me in a post, tag me in a message or send me a message, um, you can find me on Instagram at traveling on a dream you can also follow me on tiktok where i post a lot of our adventures and places that we go some of the amazing views that we see at traveling on a dream thank you so much